This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Welcome, everybody, back to the Domcast episode 12, which feels like the amount of times that D. Rose has played for Tom Thibodeau throughout his career. He is fresh off a trade. But before we get to all that, I got my co-host with me today. You say what's good to the people. What's good? Yeah, we are back here. Second episode with E. 12th overall. Um, Somewhat of a light week, I guess. I don't know. Basketball feels weird because we just had the Super Bowl last night. I guess we'll probably talk about that one a little bit more towards the end. A um, couple of games postponed this week, per usual, uh, and I got a couple of different topics. I guess we'll start. I guess we'll just start off with the uh, Derrick Rose trade because that was the more shocking one. I guess more so how quick it developed and where he went. So, D Rose, if you hadn't heard, had been traded to the New York Knicks for Dennis Smith Jr., who just asked to be sent to the G League. So I guess he got his wish. He's the Detroit Piston now, and uh, second round pick. I believe on top of that and the Knicks have another guard and what looks like a <clears throat> kind of crowded backcourt anyways what did you think about the trade because I don't know I wanted to see Rose on a contender but it's I a think nothing contender. of this trade uh, <laughs> no not not to be funny is that yeah. I don't I, like I don't know what I don't know what I guess they didn't want to waste D Rose time there in Detroit well yeah I mean him and Detroit were wasting each other's time They're burning wheels to say what? It's burning rubber. Yeah, yeah. Like Rose is still a useful point guard. Yeah, like, he can still he can still play. Is the thing, and Detroit is maybe been, maybe um they feel like well Dennis Smith gets minutes here. Yeah, and especially because Killian Hayes is out at the moment, right. and Smith wanted his uh yeah he wanted more his more burn. Opportunities. Yeah. Um, for the Knicks, it's interesting because we're right in the midst of this whole Emmanuel quickly breakout. And yeah. they play the same position, obviously. And we know Ro- not Rose, but Tibbs likes to go with his uh his, his, his vets, his people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the people he likes. Yeah, like yeah. When you're young on that team, it kind of seems like you're you're fighting for positions. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder what the usage would be there. I guess the Knicks did need a, a bit of a shot of offense because they're mostly defensive. They're a defensively minded team. Sent around uh, Randall offense, and maybe. Right. Again, they tried to send Timberwolves. It wasn't good experience, in my opinion. And uh, the other thing that's weird here is like it's with R.J. Barrett as well, because like you're trying to bring him along too. If you're the you Knicks. got him, you Obi Toppin, you got draft like young young players, and yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what they, I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. So 
they're gonna throw they're gonna throw Rhodes on top of that. Uh, I guess that means Austin Rivers is probably that's what I saw. I saw he was pretty much trade bait at this point because he's or who are they starting starting five. You know, the uh, Knicks had been starting last time I checked. Nerlens Noel, <laughs> it's like it's RJ Barrett, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think Peyton start. Yeah, so, like I said, there's a lot of guards. There's a lot of uh, ball handling going on there. Yeah, yeah so uh, it, it's interesting because this is the one season that they've been somewhat competitive to. They're eight seed right now. I think they're probably on their way out of the of the playoff uh, race at the moment because the Raptors look like they're squeezing back in. Yeah. And uh, still, we're waiting for the Miami Heat to reinsert themselves into this conversation at some point. Um, but either way, you know, I'm glad that Derrick Rose is on somewhat a competi- of a competitive team. I really thought he was going to uh, Clips or something. Yeah, the Clippers, by the way, I, I just saw this on Twitter while I was uh, here looking for notes. The Clippers are looking possibly to trade Lou Will and uh, Patrick Beverly as well, maybe. That, they said that they're available, too, which yeah. is interesting because they've been having a... Yeah, the whole, that, whole, uh, that whole era is going to be going after they get traded. Like, yeah. no, no players from that era. That, yeah. Um, the post, I, I don't know, I guess post-Lop City, but pre-Y right, right. era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Lou Will was obviously one of the big reasons they lost last year to the to yeah, the Nuggets in the playoffs. Anybody. Yeah, he was getting hit like crazy in, in the pick and roll. So it'd be interesting to see what value they can cash in for them. Uh, speaking of the Clippers, Paul George is actually dealing with an injury right now. Had you heard much about it? Because nah, nah, he didn't play the Celtics game, foot, right? Yeah, something with his toe and. Toe. It's one of those really random injuries where people are like, he could be out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he could be out for that. a couple of months. Yeah, I heard something like that. <laughs> yeah, anything anything ranging from those time periods, which would be pretty devastating because PG's, he's, you know, this is one of the few seasons so far where it's like he's been totally healthy Absolutely. in a long time. And he's been hooping. Anything to disrupt that rhythm, especially in a season where you're probably going to miss some more games because of uh, COVID situation. Yeah, health and safety protocols completely mess up the Clippers' whole flow. And. Probably just contribute to what's going to be a very strange, uh, you know, conference seating by the time this is all over. Because things like this, you know, an injury to Paul George kind of yeah. make it where the Jazz might end up being first or second where yeah. uh, the top two was originally going to be the Clippers and Lakers. So that's a couple of things going on with some of the more established teams. I've been paying attention uh, more to some rookies, though, because coming into this class... People have been saying like it wasn't really expected to be that great. You remember they were no, like, it was, it was, yeah, absolutely. It was like no clear number one. They compared it to the, um, I think the Oladipo draft. Yeah, which was twenty thirteen. I think I don't remember. Yeah, I know yeah. Oli went second. Bennett went first. That was uh, yeah, and that was one. I think where, Giannis like, was deep down there. Yeah, yeah, and the guys that became stars out of that draft, it took them a while yeah. to to show up. So that was a weird looking draft. However, like we're off to a, a hot start here, and it's from some of the more unexpected names too. Like I see, just from my count, maybe like four potential stars. I would say right now. Would does that sound like a Who's realistic number for you? I would say right now, I'd just potential stars just from where we are right now. Obviously, you have Lamelo. That's a yeah. wise man, definitely. He looks like next season he'll probably be, you know, something like that. Uh, I would go Halliburton, and then my fourth would be Anthony Edwards, who's nobody's paying attention to. Cause, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's playing in Minnesota. But, yeah, ain't not good. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, yeah, I, I had you, you hadn't seen much. It's Edwards a Minnesota here. man. Yeah, man. the um. 
I, I don't I'm happy with what's going on with quickly but I don't really know if I see like star yet but I do see good development so but even like I said that's just four somebody would name the guy in uh Chicago Patrick Williams they would name Patrick was nice I like him yeah it, it's a it's a good class and it's interesting with the rookie of the year talk because well Lamella Bald is just uh, started starting this week. Yeah, he's been balling since he's been starting. Yeah, yeah, so. he's got the numbers. I think I had been saying, because um, I, I keep an eye on the rookies pretty closely, but I had been saying I pretty much think that's all it would take for him is to start and eventually probably run away with the rookie yeah, of the year. Yeah, he heavy media coverage. Yeah, he's got yeah. <laughs> which I, that actually ties into something I'll be going to. Uh, maybe even next, but yeah, Lamelo, he he's got everything on him. He's got the media coverage. He's got the numbers because he's uh, gonna be putting up multiple yeah. nights with probably like and plus hit the offense run through him. So. Yeah, and so even again, who for especially for a rookie of the year award, I don't think anybody really cares about defense. For yeah, yeah they're not really you know nobody really care about defense, <laughs> especially I, this told season. Us that yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, what did just a quick se- yeah segue? What did you think? Of, you saw you you were keeping yeah, up with it. Isaiah Thomas's. Uh, I saw that he said uh, nobody played defense anymore. I forgot what he said after that, but. I guess it's one of the things that yeah, people don't really care for defense. Did you see his exchange though? Like that? No, I didn't see the, the thread. Yeah, I don't know what happened after that. Yeah, it was salty because he was saying that yeah, nobody plays defense, which obviously protects him. Because well, I people, saw the thing about I'm, I'm a bad liable on defense, a liability on defense. Yeah, that was a different one. I think. Yeah, I think he was tripping on that. But, yeah, they kept. <laughs> but the one saying nobody play defense is accurate. Out of the top 10, 15 Star players, how many know are like elite defenders? Right. You know what I mean, yeah, and I think that's specific- why we praise the two way guys like Paul Dylan Kawhi. But yeah, it's not. yeah, yeah. Um, I think specifically this season, um, with l- limited practice time, basically, yeah. and things like that, I think it's probably a, a bit rustier than it would be. Yeah, uh, teams defense. So yeah, back to the the mellow part. But nobody's gonna be paying no. attention to that. They see nice dimes. They see good stats. And if the Hornets are either around the playoffs or in the playoffs, I think it'll be you know relatively it's seventh right now. Yeah, yeah, and they're like tied right pretty much uh, with um eleven and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Eleven and fourteen. Hawks eleven and twelve. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I I do like I do like what I see uh from Lamelo so I think far. It's a two man race though. You think it's a two man race for yeah, rookie of the year? Yeah. You who you think? Uh Halliburton or uh, Melo. Really? Uh, so you wouldn't put Wiseman in? Halliburton uh, I would, but I guess uh Lamelo and Halliburton impact their teams more than uh, Wiseman because you got Curry and Draymond. Mm-hmm. So I guess some of the tension will be on them more than he did. Probably he deserved more. But so basically, you're saying like Lamelo and Halliburton are like first, second option team. I, I can see their direct impact mm-hmm. um, on wins and losses if they perform good or not. Mm-hmm. Wiseman, he's a yeah, he's the third. But I just think you have Curry and Draymond to carry some of that slack mm-hmm. in a sense. But I think right. the two man race. I, I think beginning to see there was a legit Wiseman. So you're kind of going with like what we were talking about with the MVP race. We're basically kind of like the team around you. Since Wiseman well, was drafted, no, I'm just to saying. The, I think is people pay attention more. They pay attention to Wiseman just because he's on the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But if you pay attention to Kings because of Halliburton and his impact, I think he would kind of. Mm-hmm. We already said he went too far in the draft. He yeah. was too he dropped. Yeah, somebody losing their job over that, by the way. Huh? <laughs> I said somebody. It's gonna be people losing their job over that because even the mock draft and people before we thought Halliburton was going to look. Higher up, we yeah. thought he'd go higher than Patrick Williams. Was. Yeah, he was a top five projected. Yeah, pick, it was basically. obvious. I don't know why. Well, he, I don't know what number he actually drafted by. What number he drafted to? But mm-hmm. I know he should have been off the table long 
you know what hurts my soul what? is uh Boston tried to trade for him. Oh yeah, like they they tried to get they tried to put together a package, and the Kings would not they, they wouldn't yeah. dare trade that right. away when uh when the draft night was actually happening, and especially this season with uh, Kimba trying to get his legs under him. Now Marcus Smart is out. Just our guard situation as a whole. Like, what? I'm pretty sure they probably wanted them one of your stars, man. No, 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 not, not for no Halliburton. No. I, I don't remember exactly what the package was, but it was like one of those where it was like, if we could have got that, that shit, okay. that would have been amazing. Yeah, because okay, when you cool. think about Halliburton, there's actually more teams than the than the Kings. There's teams up there that needed him more than the Kings. Yeah, because he, he's um, yeah. a guard, and they have the Aaron Fox. I think he's like six five too, big guard. Yeah, big guard, uh, IQ off the charts. Basically. Yeah, he like. Um, He's a steady player. Like he don't he don't force things. He let the game come to him. He's like he's a smart player. Like he yeah. don't make mistakes. Yeah, rarely. Yeah, Very like rarely. if you beat him, it's because you just. But he don't he don't hurt himself. Yeah, yeah he don't hurt the team at all. Um, leads the which I didn't even know until I was watching the Kings Nuggets games the other day. Mark Jones said it that he leads the Kings in deflections right now. Deflected yeah. passes. That's a stat yeah. they actually keep. I thought that was I had watched him enough to know that was a fair assumption. But they they uh they do keep track of that uh, the shot. Has translated so far I think they said he's shooting 40% from It is the release Look kind of crazy But it's effective And it works Yeah, yeah That's that's. Uh, I can't remember who said it But they were like you, you know As far as shot release I think it's what they used to talk about With Lonzo And worrying about his shot release They're yeah, like If it works for you so low. Right right yeah. They're like If it works for you Then it works Absolutely basically. I guess they was concerned About him getting like Stripped the block the Yeah Somebody like Cause he uh, Hallamer got like so he got slow release, but mm-hmm. it's, he releases super quick. But I guess he gathered. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's all in his wrists. Yeah, it's where it comes from. It's like yeah. you wouldn't. It, it wouldn't look like it would work in the like, NBA. Like, just, like he's like he's like it's not like a shooting thing. It's like he just smacks it, like shoot it off his hand. Yeah, and goes in. just like it's, it's like an evolved Sean Marion. Yeah, I, yeah. And Sean Marion's used to work for him. Yeah. That's he used to like push that shit for like how you. I don't even know. I gotta do more research on Sean Marion's release. How that even? It's like a hybrid between Sean Marion and Marty. Yeah, Mar- yeah, yeah, our friend Martin. Yeah, yeah. that's a, you know what's funny. Reese and Martin actually shoot the exact same, and they, they both work yeah. basically. Like I understand Marty release, but <laughs> it's wet, man. Yeah, we got a friend named Martin back when the world was safe. We used to play uh, at LA Fitness with all the time, and he shoots his releases like Halliburton's. It, it, I get mad at this guy because I always th- I used to play point guard <laughs> with Marty, and like I throw the throwing the ball, and I'm just like, yo, how does this shit work? Like you just yeah. started throwing this up one day and it started Don't working. Um, but I think one thing that works in uh, Halliburton's favor is that is that he's getting his shot off most of the time. He's he picks his spots really well. Yeah. Like he's not trying to uh-huh. fling that off in traffic. He's not trying to fling it off off of a sidestep. Yeah. Like he knows I how don't to get see open. prayers. He don't throw up prayers. Yeah. Not at all. He knows how to get open. He knows that what's really helped the Kings is what I was worried about when he got drafted there. Is he's a really good off ball guard because yeah. of that shot works. Wow. And so Fox, who by the way, ball. lately yeah, is playing like all star. Yeah, like literally ball. they're uh, right outside of the playoff race. They're right there. They they might be able to crack it. I think they're uh, tied for Ninth or eighth right now, so they'll be in the play in more yeah, than likely the way it's going. Eight, yeah, eight Fox is moving at lightning speed. I think he's he's starting at least in this last uh, stretch that I've been watching. He's starting to take that step. I think that we kind of hoped for, yeah. you know, because we've been keeping track of Fox since Lonzo came in the league. Basically, yeah, yeah we, since they came the in the league together. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've been keeping track of that, and so yeah. But when they got drafted there, I was I was kind of worried about how that would work because I thought there were teams like the Knicks that needed a guard that would have the ball in his hands more because there are times during the games where the kings uh they don't have fox on the floor and reese kind of runs it on ball a little bit more um but he plays with Corey joseph a lot too so there's been a, a lot of a lot of good off ball play like we said iq he had a couple of in the quarter in the quarter plays i don't know if you saw 
one where he basically caught Buddy Heald's crazy ass like half court shot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and laid it up. Um, fourth quarter scoring, I'm pretty sure he's still near the top. They've been going to him since the beginning of the season for clutch shots, and so that's working really well for them. Uh, if the Kings, especially if they get that, would be interesting to see his rookie of the year chances. He did just win rookie of the month, by the way, for the Western Conference. Okay, because um, you see on the standings, they're right there with the Warriors. If the Kings yeah. make the playoffs, the Warriors don't, and then also. Uh, the Hornets don't. I wonder if that'll be enough of a push because obviously people don't pay attention to yeah, Sacramento. Because you know, rookies, most likely rookies, high picks go to bad teams. Yeah, that's why they don't. That's why they don't factor in records. Yeah, yeah, true. You, you lottery. I mean, you go into an underperforming team. So maybe kind of last year. Who was it last year? Who was the rookie of the year last yeah. year? You know, because of COVID, I have low key. I'm the lowest of keys forgot, and I nah, there's no way we don't forgot that. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck that one. Bad, yeah, that one came out of the way. Tori, Tori, rookie. There's gonna be somebody. No, funny. John Moran. There we go. John yeah, Moran how the tripping. fuck? Yeah, yeah, big trip. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like days is merging. Time yeah, yeah. Merging. I don't know what's everything going merging on. together. Uh, but you were going with the the record thing. Yeah, like I think record is not as much of a factor. I think it's more of the the numbers. Right. And, uh, it's the numbers, really, because I don't think all uh, rookies ever. I'm saying because they lottery picks, they mean going to bad teams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe if yeah, if Kings, if he could, could keep doing what he does, maybe get a lot more bigger numbers, mm-hmm. Sprouter in there, and he get like actually in the playoff contentions, like legit, right? Absolutely, I, I see him winning it. Yeah, because he, uh, if you, if you watch Kings games, it's just abundantly clear he helps his team win. Like Absolutely. that's his biggest impact. Yeah. So just lately, he's stringing together games where he's got twenty plus points. He did that right. against the Nuggets and uh, the Celtics, I believe. Uh, but most other nights you'll see it's like maybe thirteen and six or right. you know eleven five and five or something like that. Like for example, do you do you think if Zion played more games, still had a, still had a stat line, we would want it last year? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. If Zion to play more games, absolutely. Yeah, so I just think if, if Lamelo <laughs> yeah. started getting these twenty ball games and stuff like that, and well, no, he's box off just because of media yeah. coverage. I just think he will get it. Right. But if you factor in impact on the game numbers and team success, Halliburton mm-hmm. should get that. But. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how yeah. it pans out because again, the advantage I talked about now is that Lamelo starting as yeah. well. He may be starting on a playoff team, so and it, it wouldn't be undeserved either. Uh, Lamelo is more or less what people. Expect Expected, which is cool because he's living up to the expectations that Lonzo Ball obviously yeah. really uh, didn't at the time and the, the situation that he came into. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, hell, he also a big guard too, six eight. Yeah, Lamelo, yeah, yeah, huge guard. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, they, they've got a future. They've got a future yeah. with him because I will. It remains to be seen if his shot will get better. You know, if his shooting percentage will get better. Uh, but he'll have the tools once he learns the game a bit more. He'll have the tools for defense because yeah. he is a big guard. He'll have the advantage on that. Vision is out of this world, so he might throw some yeah, turnovers right now. If you're a big guard like Halliburton and, and, and Melo, and mm-hmm. you got some type of like offensive game, you got a job. Yeah, you got yeah, a job, absolutely, man. yeah. And so the yeah, he's good. The Hornets will uh yeah they, they'll have they got a good one there, and the the Kings got a good one too. This is a this is it's a weird thing with the rookie class this year, going back to the records because technically all three of them got drafted to teams that were either like James Wiseman eventually about to contend, yeah. or teams that were right within striking distance of the playoffs. It seems like yeah. Edwards is one is kind of like the lone wolf in this one, no pun intended. That got <laughs> uh, hung out to dry on a team that's yeah, yeah kind of trying I get, to. Play I guess one of the things where you get drafted to a bad team and we don't know what Minnesota doing. Uh, I know Cat going through a lot personally, and yeah. plus he's out right now, right? Yeah, he's still out. It yeah. just 
Timberwolves has been the Timberwolves for years. Yeah, man. yeah. It's been at that the way Butler, that one year where Butler left, Butler was there. We saw success after that. They went back to the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? it's, it's been like that for a minute. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even blame Cat if he don't play basketball again this year. Just yeah, don't want that's everything funny. that's going on in his life. But focus on the ball right now. I am looking forward to seeing Cat and Edwards together, and uh, eventually maybe moving D'Angelo Russell for some pieces because I'm not sure. So if, I thought they wanted D'Lo because they like best friends. Him who and uh, him and Cat? Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying now you've gotten Edwards too. Who's going to need to grow? Maybe him and Russell can grow with each other. I don't and, think uh, Edwards can be a, a point guard though. Yeah, I that, don't think he got that type of playmaking ability. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've, I've I've kept. An Eye on him a little bit. I think his playmaking is gonna come along. It's he's showed some flashes already this yeah, year. I thought he gonna be like a natural two, yeah. two guard, small, small, small forward. Yeah. He's got the scoring. I think he's got the the, the touch for some playmaking as well. Mm-hmm. They got a good one in him. It's funny because that's what you were talking about with the record, and their record is gonna be complete. It's, I think it's too, I think it's past that point where it's like there's too many other rookies in the class. Well, I just think it's one of the situations where we know Minnesota trying to get draft pick. They ain't trying to win. Games yeah, <laughs> get another one. Yeah, they're trying to support <laughs> with them. But yeah, uh, for the audience, if y'all haven't been watching Anthony Edwards, yes, the record for the Wolves is bad, but they they've got a good building block there. But Minnesota's had good building blocks yeah. like for my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm not saying necessarily it's gonna go anywhere with that franchise, but Anthony Edwards is uh, probably gonna be a good one. Um, I guess reversing it a little bit and talking about last year's rookie and Don Williamson. Have you seen basically the? I guess people are upset that he doesn't get coverage anymore. Well, I saw the uh, the B Soul video. Really? What what, I hadn't seen it. What was he? Uh, he's talking about like we don't care about Zion. Like there's nobody. The league don't care as much as Zion. Like how, if you look at last year, he was. Yeah, the hype was. Now it's like he he got good numbers. Oh yeah, no, he's like. But maybe the team's not doing good, and he's he's not getting that front page attention. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think I get it's the same type of vibe though. Yeah, about. Like I don't like I don't I don't see Zion trending as much as used to or yeah, which is funny because everyone said that he was getting posted too much before, yeah. and now he don't really get posted. I like remember that. you told me that uh, Pelican had more televised games than Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they still have to schedule the second half of the season, so All we'll right. see how that <laughs> goes. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> yeah, because uh, the the Pelicans are trying to figure their roster out, figuring out what they want to do with Lonzo. Um, I think part of it with Zion is also, I mean, he plays smarter at this point right now. You know, I think he plays a little bit smarter, so you don't see the same highlights all the time that yeah. you kind of expected like, coming yeah, in. Like trying to teabag somebody. Yeah, he don't be on that. <laughs> like most of his, you see his way he do layups, it's mostly he'll jump and do a layup. Yeah. You know, try to and put on somebody's head like that. He's extremely dominant right now around the rim. Too. Defensively. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, not defensively right now. That may come one day, may not. But uh, as far as his on offense and the, the gravity that he commands without really being able to shoot or anything, at the moment, it's uh, it, it's pretty well, fierce. I, in college, I thought he was going to be a great defender. Cause that famous block he did yeah, where he like, yeah. cover like, I don't know, man, like 12 feet in the air. Right, I right. thought he was going to be a great defender for some reason. He's still, you know, again, so rookie year, he barely played at all. Last year, he True. was just kind of like fumbling around. Just he, he just put together a decent rookie season off of straight like raw talent. Then you come into this year and it's the COVID season where, again, practice time is a bit limited. Right. And so he, it, especially with younger players, like we just said with LaMelo, sometimes it takes a minute to get that defensive side and learn the defensive side of the game. Some players come in with it instinctually, like Halliburton, because right. he knows how to hop passing lanes like a pro already. Um, he's actually, yeah, he's just really good at defense and that 
takes a certain i don't know it just takes a certain type of player at the moment some people need to learn it some people come with it i think zion that part he's, he's clearly got the physical tools for it so right. that could be a thing one day but as we said nobody's really paying attention to this yeah, 23 and 7 23.7 7.2 rebounds yeah and, and no injury scares at the moment no. So it's panning out how we thought it Kind of would at this point It's only a second season yeah. I think he just became like what the fastest To a certain number of points I believe and he's barely yeah. played Which is funny yeah. uh, throughout the first season um, Yeah he, he put up a couple of records This week I think I just think people expecting Something great Because the way you know his, his the way He was like supposed to be the next big thing mm-hmm. I guess they was I guess they didn't expect him I guess, I guess it's better him to do more. Yeah, Be like some transformational LeBron yeah. type. You know, that's the mistake we've all we've all made a couple of times now. Is every time like we did it with Ben Simmons, he was the most tra- he was the most hyped prospect since LeBron right. James coming in because very big player that can handle the ball with vision. Then we had Zion again, another generational athlete. Every time we get a generational athlete that comes in, we go like, not so much that this is the next LeBron, but we say like, oh yeah, this is the most hyped since LeBron or whatever. And the reality he, is, he, he close with that, yeah. Yeah, but it's just the reality is that nobody is going to do the things anytime soon that LeBron did when he came yeah. in. Because after the rookie season, after LeBron's rookie season where they didn't make the playoffs, it's been like pedal to the metal ever since then. Yeah. Like they were in the second round, like game seven of the second round in his second season. Yeah. Right after yeah, that, listen, since, yeah, yeah, been balling ever since. Yeah. yeah. So that's not that takes a very specific set of circumstances and yeah. a specific type of player and so that could play into the, the whole Zion thing as well as now the Pelicans look like they're probably still a couple of moves and maybe years away I got a question how, how um, I don't know if we said this last week how, how long do Van Gunny got how long does Van Gundy have with this team yeah. yeah yeah you said last week you said he got like two years I think I think he got this year and if they have a bad start beginning of next year, they he getting fired because they have way better expectations than this. Yeah, yeah. Coaches turn over fast too. Yeah. It's a thing. Coaches turn over very quickly. Um, again, people's main gripe with Van Gundy is the usage of Lonzo because they think there's there's better. They think there's a a better way to use him than basically having him in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Which his shooting was improving, but he's still not. You know, you're you're. Full time floor spacer, uh-huh. basically. That's not really his skill set. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, defensive side, I don't know what they can do to fix that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Pelicans end up doing with him. Whether they, uh, you know, try to involve him more, or whether they just end up sending him away, and then he ends up doing better in a different system. That'll be uh, that'll be something to watch. Who Lonzo? Yeah, third system now. Third system. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, let's talk. I mean. He played with the Lakers first, which the Lakers didn't have anything really great going until LeBron came back. And then LeBron came back, and we were like, well, we already knew what that was. As soon as LeBron signed there, we were like, okay, so you, you, and you were gone eventually. <laughs> <laughs> like, we knew that was going to happen. I, yeah. I hardly remember Brandon Ingram in a Lakers jersey. That's the funny thing, because <laughs> like, it all happened so yeah. fast. And he got, I forgot, he had the injury that year. The, the, uh, uh, the groin. The condition, I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. like some blood clot thing. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy, because he came back from that, and that yeah. could have been serious. Um, so that's one that was LA. So that's your strike one. Strike two, Pelicans. <laughs> I'm saying I, hey, third, you, third time to try. Yeah, it could Wiggins be. did go his second team, so maybe Lonzo need more time. To, right, right. Know. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with that uh, trade deadline. Will be approaching rather soon. So we'll see what they where they end up moving on. Um, the all by the way, yeah. Last week it was just conceptualized. This week it's actual. 
it's actually been put in stone. We're all going to have an all-star game. We're going to have an all-star game. We're going to have an all-star weekend. I know we have an all-star game. I don't know about no three-point contest and dunking. Yeah, dunk contest in an empty Skill arena. Challenge. Yeah, dunk contest in an empty arena doesn't sound... It don't sound appealing. Any right of this stuff in the indie arena don't sound pleasant. Say what? Well, uh, anything in the empty yeah, arena? I mean, maybe, maybe the All Star game, but the, already you got the stars like LeBron and Giannis that said like mentally, I'm not going to be there, or whatever. That because like a lot of players, like even Harden said, like fam, yeah. you know, it's it's very sudden, man. We still trying to like COVID Tracy trying to super spread this. I think what I think what complicated it more was what happened with KD this week in the Raptors oh, yeah, game because yeah, yeah, yeah. he for those of y'all that don't know Raptors game started that caught us all by surprise we thought like we were we thought everything was money and then we found out oh KD is not going to be in this game like apparently he just he just got pulled right before the game all right cool and he showed up five minutes later and we're like oh never mind he's safe that shit looked fishy already yeah whatever then by I think by about the third quarter he got pulled again. They were like, "Oh, actually, he wasn't safe." My well, bad. T- well, according to Woes, a close associate of KD had an inclusive in- inclusive test. Yeah, and so, so part one is homies. I don't know what you mean. I think by they said the team. I think they said it was somebody on the team training uh, staff oh, okay. that was he was in the car with okay. had inconclusive that turned positive. I believe is what they said. Right. Yeah, they eventually found out it was positive. So they were like, "Oh, he did have contact with somebody who was positive. We gotta we gotta yank him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. While he was in the game, which is interesting because like if the test was inconclusive Conclusive, I guess they just went ahead and that did not like that Mika ball. Yeah, yeah, they didn't err on the side of caution. Nah, because like, nah. um, some confusion. I saw some people were confused about it, and they were uh, saying like, "Oh, well, Katie already had it; he can't carry it twice." Well, actually, that's not true. You no. can carry it twice. That Absolutely. actually, yeah, that can happen. Yeah, and so um, that could have sabotaged like a lot of people that were in that game <laughs> with KD. If yeah, both teams. Yeah, which I don't understand how that happens because if KD with through contact tracing, KD was uh in locker room the, with the team. Yeah, so but still, these guys are playing. They played the Sixers the next day. I don't understand. I don't really understand how it actually works or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, but that makes it all the more interesting that we're gonna have an All Star game where we're gonna bring guys from all over the country together. The, the other people's arguments is like if we they play each other every night right now, so what's the problem anyways? But my thing is like, what this is an unnecessary risk, like because nobody the All Star game is not that important. So it's, it just seems kind of Maybe it's, Yeah, get some money, man Money grabs and Yeah, it's the, the ads And all yeah, that Yeah, yeah Ads, bases, all that Yeah, it, it does Does kind of seem like An unnecessary thing To bring them all together um, But I did hear Some other perspectives They were like This might be some people's First time First time all-star Experiences You don't really want It to just be the selection You know And not the experience I just think you're not Going to have a competitive game yeah, like so half of the all the superstars don't want to be there. They're gonna be like lost. They're not gonna be like last year what they did for Kobe, where yeah, that was nah, amazing. They're gonna be, they gonna be like this. this yeah, year. that entire thing was amazing. Yeah, they were like, like yo, they were like, might check out in the first quarter. Like, you go ahead, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody played like the the yeah. whole game. Um, but yeah, somebody brought up. They were like, oh yeah, what if Mike Conley finally get his first selection, and then this is his first, <laughs> it's just his first All Star experience, and now you know. It's just a selection which, on, the, on the screen Yeah like, Hey How you feel man I feel great <laughs> Yeah Virtual Yeah Yeah So We'll we'll see how it ends up Happening um, Just to go on the record Obviously I'm not really in favor of it Cause I just I never really thought of all, Last All-Star Weekend Was the last one That I really enjoyed Like in terms of the game That's, yeah. the, that's the first one That I really like enjoyed I thought that yeah. was That seemed like it had a The only thing they needed to fix Was actually ending the game On a free throw Yeah that was nasty Yeah That was the only thing They needed to fix Everything else seemed like it inspired competition you know the way we wanted it 
because uh, it had gotten it had gotten really bad throughout the years. Um, dating back to that game where like Steph Curry laid down on the ground while Giannis, oh, Giannis yeah. yeah, I remember we watched that one together. It, it was it was getting terrible. So that's the uh, All Star Game situation. Kevin Durant did not get to play against the uh, Sixers. So the, the the Nets and the Sixers game, you were asking last week when it was going to happen. It happened this week, but it really happened. Though. Yeah, it felt and it felt really inconsequential. Right, like yeah. it was just James Harden. Um, and B put up thirty three and nine, I believe. So he didn't get the the famed sixty, the, yeah. <laughs> the sixty ball with up. But either way, whatever had to happen in that game, I wasn't that interested because yeah. that's not a. Uh, that's like when the Spurs used to play Miami and they used to like sit out their players and shit like that. You couldn't tell anything, even yeah. if it was going to be a a uh, playoff matchup. Um, what did happen this week though? We did get a couple of other healthy games. Steph once again puts up. 57 points I believe so damn his career high this year was 62 that he brought up like 62 yeah so he put up uh 57 that was after the Warriors put up like 150 on them it was one of those uh, home home series basically Warriors in Dallas um this time it was a duel Luca had 42 Steph had his 57 and uh, yeah, I, I did find that one interesting because going back to more of the record, I was looking at the MVP race. You know, Steph's not even in the NBA's top five right now, despite basically keeping the Warriors alive. So that's obviously that's obviously record, pretty much. You would say absolutely, yeah, because uh, he's he's keeping the the team afloat. I think he's averaging close to his unanimous MVP numbers <laughs> right now, yeah. which is the uh, only thing missing is seven three nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the record to go with it, which is what people used to always say, right? Um, this year, Steph is putting up in 23 games thus far. Yeah, he's putting up his second highest scoring. Yeah, this is the second highest scoring bout since the uh, since the 2016 year. So 29 points a game. He'll probably get it up to 30. Shooting a higher free throw percentage that that year, 93 percent, um, 42 percent from three, which is yeah, the AC 12 and 11 tied with sack. Yeah, so that that's not gonna do it. They would have to. What seed do you think the Warriors would have to crack to get him uh, like a realistic? Only reason Westbrook got the six seed because he had a um, historical yeah. career. So I'm pretty at least five. So you you think if the Warriors could get it up to five? Yeah, with that roster, absolutely. Right, he's, he'd be more of a uh, legit candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could see that. San Antonio sits at five right now. The Warriors are only a game out of that. So if they were to finish five, the only the only thing with that, I, I guess that would make him a more serious MVP candidate. I guess I don't know if it would win it. Just no, no, because. of course not. At least he'd be a serious, yeah. not a serious, but like a legit candidate. Yeah, to that. win it over guys like Jokic and LeBron and Embiid, I think Steph would probably have to put. I think it'd be impossible. He'd yeah, have to he push it to like three, maybe build types averages. Top four, I guess. Yeah. I guess top four uh, West team. Top four, but crazy stat line. I think this is crazy enough. I think the numbers right now are MVP. I think the numbers right now are MVP uh, worthy. Aver- right Thirty now? points right now, uh, six assists, which is only all of these are slightly less than his MVP year. He's averaging. What's his efficiency? Uh, say what? Efficiency. His efficiency, uh, yeah, forty-two percent from three right now, oh, which that's, is uh, that's crazy. I understand this. I, I, look, I be I be seeing game. He's four for ten from three. Mm-hmm. But in the day, he still averaged like forty percent from three point line. I don't get it. I liked Lowe's post, uh, Legend of Winning's post about oh. efficiency. Did you see it? No. The other day, he was ta- basically it's showing the. Uh, Showing how field goal percentage doesn't necessarily equal efficiency. It doesn't tell the story about efficiency for a player because mm-hmm. if a team or if a player shoots a certain amount of three pointers and makes it, and but a player is shooting uh, a certain amount of two pointers, but their 
percentage says they're more efficient. Another guy might have been more efficient on uh, less shots, basically, by, gotcha, while shooting gotcha. three-pointers. Yeah, I might have said that kind of confusing. Nah, um, I got to understand. Yeah, but either way, yeah, that's kind of what's going on with Steph this year. And he, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him because he killed the narratives. Like, there's already nothing really to talk about because people no. thought, yeah, people thought those first three games were going to be, like, the entire season without, you know, super talent around yeah, so him. I heard all the little storylines. Oh. And the Mavs game is the most representative of that, I think, because the Mavs game is just straight like launching and yeah. with with super coverage too. Two people chasing them around yeah. and shit like that. He had that one through where he pulled up from the logo with twenty two seconds yeah. on the clock. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 crazy behavior. Um, but they they end up losing that game. But yeah, and he also had a comment this week saying that he was basically in the middle of his prime, I believe. So we we still got a yeah, yeah yeah. He said he's like in, and he was talking about the title window and stuff like that. So we still probably got a um, we still probably got a, a good amount of time to go with stuff. This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with twenty percent off new spring shoes and sneakers, and twenty to fifty percent off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection Bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. That uh, brings us to... Yeah, you said you didn't really see much of the Clippers and Nets. Because the Clippers and Nets happened on Tuesday. I, it feels like so much longer ago. But so I guess we didn't get to talk about it on the podcast. Either way, that was the Nets' biggest test. They were able to. Um, oh, they, when Kyrie dropped thirty-eight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyrie. Um, I was I was most interested in that one. I was just most interested in that one because I knew that that's probably like a you know a possible finals matchup, yeah. and I was interested interested to see defensively how they would handle it. And just in that game, it, it just kind of came. Uh, Kyrie, first of all, gave some pretty good defensive effort. There were times where he was switched on to Kawhi Leonard, and at least the effort was there. James Harden's low post defense came out because Kawhi couldn't back him down a couple of times. And then the really tough part was just the uh, getting down to the end of the game with the Nets. Like, if you're down by four or five points to the Nets with two minutes to go, it's kind of like being down it's kind of like being down 10 because KD Harden and Kyrie, they, uh, I think they're leading. I think the Nets are leading the league in like fourth quarter ISO points right now. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah naturally. So it's, it's kind of what you would expect. So you kind of have to invent ways to stop one or three of them. One of the three of them, every single play. And then on the other side of the court, you can't make any mistakes. Like you can't have a layup pop out. Yeah. It seemed like Kate, uh, Nets have to play the perfect game. The offense is the perfect game. You said the Nets have to play yeah. a perfect game to win. I know. I know that mentioned like in the finals, they have to play perfect offensively to win, like a, a to win a title. Which shouldn't be that. Should be that hard with three of those guys. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because offense is always a lot of times going to be great defense is a thing. So yeah, especially uh, yeah. Yeah, offense is. A lot. I know defense win championships, but they based when they, people said it's based on getting a stop. Yeah, it doesn't mean like you you out here o four Pistons all day with no offense. It's mostly getting stops when you need to. This always funny about the o four Pistons. We don't really have another team that like. There's not really that 80, many eighty points. Nah. Yeah, like that has since them like no team. There's no really a team that even in the modern era we can really relate to them. <laughs> that that won a championship with like well rounded talent, but like it was mostly defense. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, that happened that year, and then every year after that, you got the Spurs, great defense, but also yeah. like three star level yeah. players, Celtics, yeah. Lakers. Like nobody is out here with just like fringe. But you're right when it goes if you down by four. Yeah, it's really down. By, yeah, you down by twelve. Man. Yeah, practically. And uh, that's when I, I saw one video where Harden jumped, hit a three. KD came and hit a three. Like they're taking turns. Yeah, yeah just take turns like yeah. straight, straight ISO. Man. Yeah, which even takes away my uh, original. Uh, not really problem, but my original question about the off ball, like what Kyrie, we even talked about that, like what Kyrie and Harden would really do off ball, because we know like they don't do a whole lot. But I mean, even like the way it went in that game, uh, it seems kind of like giving each other just their space to operate yeah. might be the might be the most effective thing. Because right. well, you get when you put somebody somebody on an island with Kyrie and Harden, and they can't be double teamed. Um, maybe it doesn't matter if there's a there's a screen for KD off the ball yeah. or something like that. It, it probably doesn't. Yeah, it probably doesn't matter as much because what are you gonna do? But apparently they are what what I don't record nine and two against five hundred plus teams. The uh, the Nets I'm talking about since the uh, trade for Harden. No, uh, yeah. I they didn't. Like, they had some. They had a great record against five hundred above. Teams. Yeah, they did at a point. Obviously, they lost to the Sixers without everybody. Um, but that yeah, yeah, they did have a. So maybe they play up to the competition. I don't know. Yeah, it's a yeah because the games that they did lose were the three, yeah, the Wizards and then the two Cavs and then you beat Clippers but lost to the Wizards. You know stuff like stuff like that happened. Man. Yeah, that's a that's a funny one. The Wizards are still sitting. Oh yeah, that happened after we left too. We were talking about Bradley Beal and stuff like that. He does not want to trade Bradley Beal. I don't know if you had seen it. I wish he would have said it instead of uh, instead of uh, a reporter saying it. Yeah, I like what a player said. Yeah, okay, yeah. He said it before. He came out and said, "I don't want to leave," but this time. So basically, your worry is players always come out and say like, "Yeah, cause he's not that type of guy. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy like, yo, I'm out of here, fam." Yeah, yeah. The Washington love is strong there. Yeah, between, the, D- between the wall didn't want to leave. They really love DC like that. Uh, yeah. The wall thing was confusing because I heard first he yeah I heard from him he said he didn't want to leave but then well he didn't want to leave but once they started shopping him yeah feel kind of tight about that <laughs> right 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 and Bill could have stopped that if he wanted to he got uh he what stop that you think wall, so yeah because Bill they focus on Bill Bill like yo I want I want wall true I maybe don't believe, yeah. like. I'm pretty sure they run that shit by Bill. Yeah, I wonder. What, yeah, I wonder what his influence would have been there because he he had a nice heartfelt message when uh when he was traded. Well, either way, yeah, Bill says he doesn't want to be traded at the moment, and his con- he he ain't, it hasn't been that long since he signed that contract either. So no, I think uh, two more years, right? Right, right. I think it's about probably a the bit more than that. Yeah, it might be a little bit more than that. But yeah, Bill seems like he is going to be. A wizard at least for a little bit longer. There's no realistic trade options out there right now, so I guess the wizards are just going yeah, to. It wasn't foreign for Bill. <laughs> do you think it's? It. Do you think some of what you heard is too much? Um, I heard the the Nuggets uh scenario. I heard a Heat scenario. Yeah, I kind of um, I did hear the Nuggets one. I think yeah, Nuts were like Murray plus uh uh Porter. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm. See, Murray, I get Murray. Murray's yeah. not gonna be. I think Bubble Murray was a was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> pocket dimension type thing. <laughs> so they think I give up Murray, mm. but I think they want Porter too. Mm. Again, it's all like here right. stuff in here, but yeah, that's too yeah. much. Yeah, and then the heat. I can give up one and some some stuff, but not both. And then anytime the heat are involved in a trade, it's like you hear everything. Got to go, but yeah, one of two the white shooters, and <laughs> yeah, they want Duncan and the hero plus 
draft swaps. I'm like, yo. Right. Do you think the Heat regret what what went down with uh, the Harden trade? Do you Every think? person that didn't trade for Harden regrets. Everybody regrets yes. it, Celtics included. Yes. Well, <laughs> if they, they wanted Brown, right? Yeah, and and Smart. And probably like some draft compensation yes. and like that. Uh, and Brown balling. Man. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm you know. But I think Harden is Harden. I know Brown's doing good, but it's James Harden. So you you make 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 it work. Harden's leading the league in assists right now yeah. too, uh, which is it, it wasn't you that was Damo. Uh, I was talking to where you basically said like because a question I asked Damo in, in locker room is. Uh, would you? How do you? Because he was talking about how you didn't respect KD's ring or whatever, all that. All I that had talk. a follow up question, but I get chance to ask. I was, I was matter of fact on the side. Now I apologize because I was super tired that day. Oh yeah, and I was like <laughs> falling asleep, and yeah. But next time be great. But I was, I was super tired. Oh yeah, I was like, were you cold? I hear talking two hours. Like, yeah, I was super <laughs> tired. Oh uh, yeah, if you hadn't, uh, I, I, I meant to talk about the beginning of the podcast. I kind of just blew through the intro. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we do uh, locker room. The locker room. Oh shit. Star shower acted activated. Yeah. <laughs> I think talks in the middle of the night sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were uh, yeah we do locker room which is like live conversation literally just clubhouse if you know what clubhouse is it's clubhouse but for sports and anything else it's, it's clubhouse without the invites so clubhouse you got to have somebody invite you to be on the app locker room you don't we have sports conversations but because it's our room we can end up talking about whatever we want yeah. and uh, yeah we have live combos it was pretty lit we did it last Thursday for the first time it, it was a fire experience um. But what was the follow up question? That- well, I'm saying, does he rank Curry higher? The Curry, the Curry greatness, like what he all time ranked, changed because of the two extra titles he got. With yeah, uh, you know that would have been a good question. You know, when we get in the room with him again, yeah. you gotta ask that because that Katie don't mean meaningless. I'm pretty yeah. sure Curry ranked. He don't grow higher in the great. You know, yeah. he don't move up because his two titles with Katie. It was mostly, uh, yeah. It was. I guess he, I think he would probably say because it was Curry's team. I think he would. But then Katie had to find it to me. We'll ask him. We'll ask him. Because Damo, Damo had it, had funny thoughts about that. Right. Um, but anyways, yeah, I had asked him about Harden then. Because I was like, well, Harden could easily win a championship with this Brooklyn team. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of – he was traded here into a big three. So I was asking him about the – you know, the what that would do for Harden and what type of championship that would be. And he was basically, basically saying he would respect that more because Harden would have to adjust his game a little bit to actually have won it. It's not a thing where you just kind of th- – through Harden there, and it was a short win, and so he's kind of doing that so far because he's he's all right with Kyrie, you know, taking some of the the moments where he'll just majority of the shots, Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, or KD, and he's if his numbers go down a little bit, but he's averaging you know the most assists, twelve assists, which is why I that's why when the whole Harden trade was was happening or when it was in the process of happening, I was always saying like people are so worried about him just dribbling and messing up a team. I'm like, fam, he wants to win. That's why. The thing is, that's the system they ran. Yeah, exactly. I always said that. Yeah, it's not like that's his default setting. That's just what they ran. Yeah, I was like, he can do more than one thing. Yeah. So I'm like, if he gets traded from Houston, first of all, he wants to trade from Houston. That means he probably wants to win. I was always like, he can play a different way or he can be okay with another star doing something that might step on his territory but if they win he kind of right with and he showed that he's uh the man posts on social media now he never posted on social media yes. before he was in brooklyn scary hours i kept posting that yeah i was posting pictures of the team and stuff now like when he was in houston i never saw this guy like his yeah i think he had a humbling experience like all yeah. the failures like yeah, i can't i gotta win man yeah yeah 
And so that that's happening right now, and that's why uh, you know Heat fans were very very staunch about not giving up a lot of what it would have cost to get. Yeah, it's just somebody going to affect Heat culture or something. Like that. Yeah, it wouldn't fit in with the Heat culture. Udonis Haslam said like I didn't need that headache, something along those lines. Of yeah, you can't uh, be listening to Haslam. He's he chilling right now. He yeah, about which, to retire. Which shit. apparently they were cool after that, anyways. Um, yeah. But yeah, and it, it would have cost. Philly's the biggest uh, disappointment for not making that move. Yeah, and they and they still might beat them though. <laughs> that's the thing. That, yeah, that's, that's the team. True. That's the team everyone's looking at. So that'll be an interesting thing. That'll be what really kind of solves that, I guess. Because yeah. if the Nets end up beating them, but Philly again, back to that point, uh, they got ghosted as far as we know. Houston. So they had them. a legit trade, and Houston just didn't return a call. Yeah, that's the last story we had heard. Like it was Matisse Thybulle and Ben Simmons and whatever else was gonna go, and then Philly was apparently ready to make that trade. First, I heard it was too much, and that they weren't gonna make that trade. Then I heard, hey, they uh, they just didn't call back or whatever. So it's not really much you can do about that. Oh, yeah, um, but I do, okay, cool. Yeah, I do agree with you though. That is, uh, I do agree with you that Philly probably missed out the most on it yeah, though by the man. deal not going through. Um, but the, with the beat, ooh, damn. terrifying. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that brings us. Uh, I'm gonna look around a little bit of what. We are looking like in the standings because we are starting to get to a point where there's some distance. There's some distance showing up between teams that we want in the playoffs and what they would need to do to get there. Like Dallas being now, what is that, three and a half games out? No, I said still only two and a half at 14. That's crazy. He was my preseason MVP. He yeah. was, yeah, Luca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they say, and I cursed him basically because. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I know he had so much hype, and I know narrative going to love it, media going to love him. So. I think that was everybody's preseason yeah. MVP. That was most people's preseason MVP because yeah. he had like the most perfect situation for it. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's other circumstances that have been out of out of their control, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, at this rate, um, I don't know. They got they got quite a bit of ground to make up, given the way things are kind of solidifying. Portland is still staying alive. Damian Lillard has got them at seven. Uh, just trying to keep them above water, basically, until C.J. McCollum can get back. Uh, Wiseman should be back sometime for the Warriors. Golden State is kind of just hanging I around there. I remember the Lillard question, locker room. I forgot what it was, but I really want to expand on that. We'll you, talk about it later. I, you, I don't know, Lillard, maybe. I forgot what it was. It was some Lillard-related question. It, it wasn't. That's not the one they called overrated. Everyone gets called overrated. That was... Cause I don't remember There was so many There was so many questions that day Yeah there was something that day Um, Yeah some of the locker room stuff Would probably maybe become some podcast content There was a It was hectic that day So you know Nobody really wrote anything down What was going on in there Uh, It was just kind of an introductory thing Um, But yeah I think the Warriors Are kind of hanging around Where they're going to be Near the end Of the standings here Denver Six with Jokic Putting up a career high. He tied his career high like a week ago. Put up a career high. And then they lost to the Kings. The Kings pretty much just have their number this year. They've beaten them like three times. Oh, for real? Wow, yeah. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, two or three times. Yeah. The Kings are... Uh, they just match up well with them. I don't know. They just... Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, matchups are just weird. So, that'll be funny if uh, the Kings end up in the playoffs. Because things like that do happen. Um... LeBron, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I found the NBA's actual MVP ladder. By the way, we were looking at basketball reference last week just because I wanted to show you like how weird a lot of the the ladder looks. Um, they have LeBron first right now. The NBA's MVP ladder has LeBron James first. Uh, Twenty five points, eight rebounds, eight assists. The Lakers are more or less cruising. Anthony Davis hasn't really played like 
Anthony Davis yeah. this season. So they've got LeBron first. They're saying at 36 in year 18, he showed no signs of slowing down. And uh, yeah, I said this in the pod. Like eventually, the fact that he's not slowing down, you don't have to give him MVP eventually. Yeah, eventually he's like that'll. Forty doing this. Yeah, like, yeah. Eventually that'll help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Embiid is. I didn't realize Embiid is dangerously close to averaging a thirty-point double-double. He's twenty-nine points, eleven rebounds. Uh, Sixers keep winning, but they have him second. Um, and oh, Ben Simmons went down with calf tightness. Um, I think it's a short. If he win games without him, it increases. Um, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. They got Jokic third, which is the conversation we were having last week between Jokic and Embiid. And then Jokic put up a 50-point performance. It would obviously help this case more if they won, but nobody yeah. cares after that. He's averaging nearly two steals per game, by the way, along to, go, to go along with the near triple-double <laughs> he's averaging. So uh, that, that was one of the conversations we have, we're having on Locker Room, talking about who was the best offensive player this year. I just kind of don't see how it's not Jokic, just yeah. from the numbers and you know, everywhere, every way that he's uh, affecting the game on the floor so far with scoring and, and the vision. I, with the best offensive player, I would probably have to go with him. They got KD at four, but KD is not getting MVP this year. Unless something crazy happens. And they got Kawhi at five. So those are the NBAs. Uh they the next oh, so they do have Curry here. And the next five were Giannis, Paul George, Luca. They have him above Steph Curry. Curry ninth or something. Yeah, they got him they got Steph Curry and Damian Lillard tied for ninth. That's interesting. And then they got Jason Tatum at ten. So yeah, Tatum is still. Yeah, they be doing right at the five. They be putting people names. I don't get that one. Yeah, why Tatum ten? I, I mean, guess they have to go name ten people. I, I mean, guess. Tatum and Tatum and Brown are both kind of taking a good. They've taken a good step. Somebody, you heard the question, right? They asked me uh, when we were on locker room about what was the biggest difference between Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. What what did, what did you think about that? Like, what, I think I had the same. Uh, he's more fluid offensively. Tatum. Yeah, it's like he's more polished, more. Comfortable offensively, but I love uh, Jalen Brown defensive tenacity. Like he's super athletic, right? Like, he get to it, right? I think that's a big difference. One's more fluid offensively, yeah, deeper bag basically. Yeah. I think Jason Tatum's game just looks a bit prettier. Like, if you watch Tatum, he got yeah, he got multiple moves he can go to. Mm. Footwork nice, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's the bigger difference. I think uh, I think a lot of Tatum's scoring as well. He's uh, obviously looked up to Kobe, and a lot of his stuff yeah. is, is tough shot making yeah. as well. I think my Kobe, like you admire him, everybody can duplicate those. Yeah, but insane. Tatum won't hesitate to nah, sidestep or fade away, which he's yeah. clearly added to his game here, backing you down. Yeah, using at least he the got size, size on him. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said I'm patient. Um, even though we didn't trade for Harden, I'm like with these two, like I'm I'm very realistic. Celtics are probably not going to win championship this year. That nah. would take a trade. That would take you. We have a trade exception. That thirty million trade exception still from Hayward. I don't know what we're gonna do with that. Without any of that, um, I don't. I mean, we might be able to make some noise in the playoffs, but I don't think we're gonna win a championship. I don't think this year, anyways. But with Tatum and Brown into the it's future, super young. Got yeah, time, yeah, I think it's one of the brightest futures. Like I'm happy with that. Honestly, with the, whatever happens around them, you know, we got those two locked up for a while, and uh, I'm good with that. <clears throat> Speaking of that, that kind of looks. At the uh, Eastern Conference, Boston is fourth, very average record at 12 and 10, right behind Brooklyn, who, you know, guys are in and out of their lineup. So that just keeps happening the way it does. Milwaukee will play the Nuggets tonight. They are 15 and 8 on a four game win streak, but people are not paying attention to Giannis or the Bucks this year because regular season. And the Sixers sit first overall. Outside of the East, you're looking at. Well, not outside of the top four, which are the teams that people normally watch. 
Pacers, the Hawks have been able to keep their heads above water. Daniel Gallinari is back. Charlotte Hornets fighting in the Knicks. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Cavs are probably officially going to fall out. Now, you, you'd heard Larry Nance Jr. is uh, injured, right? Injured his finger. Oh, no. Whatever. So he's out for uh, probably like, I, I don't know. They, it's a, it's a uh, good while. Maybe a month or two. Yeah. And he's been having an amazing defensive season. So without him, I think the Cavaliers' little dream run here is probably going <laughs> to probably gonna come back to reality and to open up a spot. They've fallen down to 10th. And uh, even with the Sexton breakout and so everything that's going on there. Hmm? What's up with the Heat? <laughs> yeah, the Miami they Heat. Cracked ten wins yet. They, God, yeah, a lot. A lot of it, you know, they have postponed games too, right? They oh, had some, yeah. but yeah. yeah, they have not cracked ten wins. They have not cracked ten wins. They are nine and fourteen. They are not. They're still only a game out of the playoffs. See, that's why I'm not tripping. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you're right. right yeah, right, right. that's why I'm not tripping. They're behind the ball. It does. It doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look. Well, but uh, I think they're going to play just well enough. Here, here's my, my diagnosis for the Miami Heat. I think they're going to play just well enough to crack a playoff spot this year. Um, I don't think they're going to have had the rhythm or the chemistry building this year to go much farther than that. Like, I don't see them upsetting like a Philadelphia in the first round. You know what I mean? Just because they maybe get there at the at an eighth or seventh seed. I don't really see any of that happening because I don't I gotta, think. I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know Jazz was nineteen and five. Yeah, they're, yeah. In your Twitter thread, someone you asked him like uh, podcast questions. One person said, "What do Jazz need to do to t- for the league to take them seriously? What do they need to do for the yeah. league to take them seriously? It's not so much the thing. You know what the thing with the Jazz is is that we've just we've seen cases like this before, man. We've seen this so many times where you have a conference that has these teams that you watch from the beginning of the season and you say those are the guys to beat in the conference right. and then somebody will sneak up and they'll have a better record for a while or oh, they'll man. they'll look really good and, but the thing with the jazz specifically to his question i didn't send the stat to the group but the jazz have like one of the they, they statistically right now are like one of the most dominant teams i don't want to say ever but like the way they're winning games they kind of like are. i don't see it but yeah, I see the. I saw the. I saw. The, I saw the stat, but I, yeah. I just see when I play the, when I watch the game. Like their point differential is up yeah. there with like the the Warriors and shit. They're, but they're not the Warriors. Yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> they're not the Warriors. Um, I think, yeah. So it's nothing that they can really do other than actually showing out in the playoffs because there's nothing that they can do during this regular season that's going to make us go into the playoffs and say okay the jazz are favored over the lakers or the jazz they're absolutely going to beat the clippers i don't really think there's anything they can do with that short of winning like damn near every game and maybe blowing out the lakers a couple of times throughout the regular season they would have to do that um i think the jazz main problem is that their their game plan offensively and what they like to do seems like it might be something that can be stopped in the playoffs so if teams are going to be switching against them defensively they can make it very difficult they just seem like team that's going to be able to come undone you know what i mean gotcha. clear weaknesses they run into a team like the nuggets who people might give them the edge over this year but it's like Jokic is still giving your best defender like barbecue chicken yeah. it's that type of thing um yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah and again for me personally again i respect i respect what utah is doing and i've i've sat in they are a good team i'm not even saying that they're straight pretenders right but I've gone through this plenty of times. I watched the Hawks in 2015 win all these games. That's a different. No, no, I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing the Jazz to the Hawks. I'm not comparing the Jazz to the Hawks and none of that. I'm just saying that I've seen these teams come up. The Pacers back in the day with the Miami Heat. 
uh, went to Paul George and Roy Hibbert and them. Like, I've seen oh, these yeah, teams yeah. overtake guys during the regular season, but you already knew what it was when the playoffs came around. Oh, like, yeah. I've seen this enough times to say, I'll just take my L if the Jazz are in the finals, but uh, I'm not picking them to, like... Yeah, if I was a gambling man, you know. Hell no. I'm not taking them to beat LeBron James in the playoffs. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think you should. I think y'all should watch... More jazz basketball, I guess, if that's how you want to spend. Yeah. That's how you want to spend your night, but uh, yeah, they're gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna take the playoffs for me. I'm assuming it's probably the same on your side that your answer to that question. He was saying like yeah. what they would have to do to be taken seriously. Like if they blew the Lakers out a couple of times through the season, and they blew the Clippers out, and they were just that dominant this season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then maybe people would be like, See, okay, not even then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what they would have to you take you seriously. It got to be in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care what you do to Lakers in a, in a regular season. I just <laughs> feel like out of, you ain't gonna beat these people best out of seven. Right, that's what I said. They would have to thrash them for people uh, to like really like believe it. And I don't know? think Mitchell is at that level superstar where he can as get gain that respect out of his peers. Right, like, oh, right. This man is a problem. Yeah, it's a building process. Yeah. Like I could see the Jazz being, you know, taken seriously on the level of like the the championship contenders in like another year or so. Like if they if they go on a run this year and they push the Lakers in the yeah. in a conference finals, I think, yeah. Also I think I think it's also have to do with their star players. Your star player is a great defender but lack offense and Dollar Mitchell isn't a superstar yet. What about Gobert's screen assist though? <laughs> That's yeah. what everybody falls over. No screen assist though, yeah. Yeah no easy. Go I just think if you have I know what you mean if you had like a Jokic type of center mm-hmm. and you had an upgraded dollar metric caliber, then you'd take a shot. I think it's the personnel plus also the team, maybe. I don't know. So you're saying like the tier of stars that Mitchell and yeah, Gobert I, just, I look are. at Donald Mitchell and Gobert and like, yeah, this DP ain't big. I don't care what's who's around them. They're not beating off. They ain't knocking off the Lakers. Yeah. You're like, yeah, Mitchell and Gobert is not equal to LeBron and AD. Yeah. It's not equal to. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, but I mean, for what it's worth, like the Jazz could make things interesting. I'm always for a team that can make things interesting in the playoffs. Is that, not, yes, is that your dark horse? Is that my dark horse right now? No, because the dark horse implies that dark horse implies that I see them like I did. Like, oh, they were my dark horse last season, but yeah. they just I guess just going in just from what I see right now, I don't have hope that they're going to the finals in this conference. Gosh. Like, if everything lined up perfectly, sure. But you know, last year I saw Miami as like a dark horse, and I could see how it happened, and it did happen. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't really see that happening for the Jazz. But for y'all out there who not paying attention to the Jazz, yeah, their their point spread is up there with some of the more dominant teams. In history, so you make that determination for yourself if you think the Jazz are up there with like the seventeen Warriors and whatnot. That's nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. See, when I see look at those type of stats, is when it's like super misleading. Like I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like come on. Man. Yeah, because you because you know what time it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Hey, but I'll take I'll take my L. I'll take my L. Utah is uh, you know, it's a hard place for me to support. They are they they're making. Black history optional up there, apparently. So I gotta, I gotta pray any downfall. <laughs> well, anyways, we're done with this week's podcast. Oh, oh, uh, let's just touch up on um, uh, Brady. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah, congratulations, yeah, uh, Tom Brady. I realize, I think I said this before. I will, I didn't like Tom Brady because of the Patriots atmosphere. <laughs> like I, I listen for years. I despised Brady, the Patriots, the whole Massachusetts area. <laughs> I'm serious Like Boston I want to smoke the With the entire <laughs> Socks All of them But as soon as he left I, I appreciate I, I, I sat back And appreciate Tom Brady Greatness Seventh ring Yeah Fifth Super Bowl uh, MVP Tenth appearance In the Super Bowl 
knocked off Drew Brees, knocked off Aaron Rodgers, knocked off the the new shiny toy and Mahomes. <laughs> Even though Drew Brees was not in the prime, he had broken ribs. But next year, not gonna say nothing about his injuries. But it's impressive. But also that defense, fam. Yeah, that was had crazy. that boy running all night. I was that's what I wanted to because I did want to talk about that a little bit here at the end. Like, how did that happen? So there were I didn't know there were Chiefs players that were hurt apparently. Oh uh, yeah, so yeah. Some uh, I think uh, one of these like left tackle was injured, but none of the main offensive weapons. Because when I asked that last line, night, I don't want to stop that line. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like nobody that was supposed to protect Mahomes. Yeah, like, one of them was injured. One of them was injured. Yeah, I think. One of them was injured. I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't guarantee. But I know one of them wasn't injured. Because watching it myself, like I know a little bit about football now. I was wondering, like, well, how did this team get here then? Because like the the whole game, he was like, he could, he didn't have time to aim. He still threw some dimes that yeah. didn't get caught, but he was getting chased around the yeah. whole game. Like as soon as they rush, the time, the play wasn't developed enough for him to throw the ball out. Yeah. So you rushing me, my, my wide outs ain't even out three, five yeah. feet. And I was wondering how they made it that far if like Yeah, I think he was injured to the but they defensive they did uh Tampa Bay defense was impressive, man. Yeah, no, it was. Matter of like, fact, this whole playoff run, and I think three games prior to the the, the postseason, they defense been insane. Is, you saw how Aaron Rodgers he'll get in touch too. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Touching the hell out of this man. <laughs> Is this the same as um isn't I feel like this is pretty similar to what happened with Cam Newton a couple of because like oh, the, they were uh, you talking about the the Broncos yeah because like Manny. the whole game like the whole yeah. game he was getting touched too basically right yeah, MVP, he was running yeah, Von Miller he was eating his ass up yeah yeah he was coming up with grass things on <laughs> jerseys and shit man. yeah so uh, yeah Bucks defense just just clamped like I, I was it's crazy because like I had been I started following it more and more as I realized Brady might have a chance to actually do this because I wanted to witness this like right, it's crazy right. the fact that. I had always heard on the outside with this whole thing with the Patriots and Belichick. So when he went to Tampa, I was like, I was always really curious how this was going to turn out. And uh, every way, every round through, I kept asking people, oh, can the Bucs actually win? People were like, nah, that can't seriously happen. Like, no, no, no. Before this the Super Bowl, Cam Shoes was a heavy favorite, heavy favorite, favorite yeah. because Mahomes is special. Mm-hmm. I know this game doesn't represent that, but if you saw some of the plays he was trying to make scrambling, yeah. But the balls kept dropping. Yeah. But they offense like Chiefs have the way better offense. They have Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And Tyreek Hill, he'll get like triple coverage. Right. He didn't get no love. Yeah, yeah. Because they have that one picture that comes out from Mahomes last night where he was like falling at an angle yeah. and like threw a dime. He threw it right at the guy mask. He broke it up. Yeah. Whatever, and it's like. Yeah, it was crazy for me to see like people keep kept telling me anyway. It's like, oh no, the Bucks can't actually do this. And then like the the last game not even competitive. Like the game, yeah, the Chiefs Super Bowl like a scrimmage. Yeah, like a scrimmage. It, it did. Yeah, I, I left halfway through. I, I came back for the trophy presentation, but Bro. I left halfway through. And uh, so there's a serious chance now for eight. I'm assuming with Brady. Absolutely. Um, if you keep everybody there, absolutely he can run this shit till. But think about if you know, think about football is it's a team effort, so everybody got to do their job. Mm-hmm. KFC didn't have a great defense prior to that, but goddamn, they couldn't <laughs> stop anything and they couldn't create anything. Yeah. So it was like, and that's the thing. It was super hype. We was a big letdown because we were expecting like a high high offense type of shit. Like yeah. we're talking about pushing late twenty, early thirty points. But yeah, it was clean up. What's up with Gronkowski? Because I know he came out of retirement for this. Is he done now? No. Nah, you get easy range like this. Yeah. Ahead. How many is this for Gronk now? Gronk has four. Mm-hmm. Four, I believe. 
Right, right. Yeah, man. He like, yo, came out of retirement. He, he, but he's not even in his prime at all. Yeah, no, nah, you can tell when he runs. Yeah, like. <laughs> you look like he look, running insane and yeah, shit. look at somebody dad out there, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> like stiff and everything. And it's like they can run it back. They keep there, and that's the thing. Like, what makes Brady? I know he get a lot of credit. He he deserve it. The world gives him great because Antonio Brown got a championship. Yeah, and he was wave. Yeah. Uh, for that from Jaguar, the running back, he was waived by the Jags. Wow. Got him a ring. First time playing with JPP, he got a ring. Like fam, yeah, that's some goat. That's shit, greatness, bro. man. That's some goat shit. Cause yeah, to go to a team and do this in the first year, and especially what type of season this has been. Probably and his team cooked the the current best player. Yeah, like dude got like twelve years old is older than this guy. Just from what I know, I don't think any, I don't think anything like that will ever be matched. Like, and I, we all. I, I we said that a lot, it never happened. But fam, this yeah. will never happen. Yeah, seven rings. Yeah, and the way it's happened too. Like, <gasps> this morning, I, I went back and I looked through some of uh, his his last championships, like how close they came to not happening, like the one with the Seahawks. Yeah, we don't know how to say. Yeah, <laughs> and then the fucking what really makes me not because again, I play Madden a little bit, so I have a, an idea about football that I didn't when I used to watch those Super Bowls. And so, like, I went back and now I watched the uh, the comeback that happened in 2017 so against the Falcons. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, how the fuck? Like, they it was the third quarter, and it was like a 25 point deficit. And man, Falcons shit on themselves. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> they let this man get back in the game. Yeah, and so those are like those are that's all go activity. Yeah. And he beat then, the, the best player, but he beat the current MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Right, I, right. I, I, yeah, but the defense must get their credit. Uh, Todd Boyle's the defensive coordinator. Right, fam. Even um, Byron Leftwich, the offensive quarter, both blacks. I'm surprised they have both coordinates black, and, and it was it's impressive, man. But mm-hmm. that defense is insane. I never saw we never saw uh, Mahomes in his pressure. Right. I heard this. About, this is the most pressure quarterback has happened in, a, in a Super Bowl history. Wow. Like he was scrambling every play. I'm yeah, like, no. God, damn. Yeah, like every from the same side. Sometimes like dude comes around. And <laughs> he was like, oh shit. <laughs> And they was getting through that line like it was butter. I know what. Maybe, maybe like maybe they keep, all the key people injured, but I understand this shit. Yeah, that's what some people told me. Uh, nah. So, Birdie has like two expected years left of his career. Yeah, he got two more. He got two more years, but he said I'm open to playing Wheeler before 45. He's 43 now, mm. and he looks young. He don't look 43. Yeah, He's not in at perfect all. shape. And plus, you know, it's, it's offensive league, so they protect the quarterback and much offensive players. That's why you see all them penalties and shit. Right. But yeah, he can do this for a while. That's crazy. So, like, at this point, like, no amount of, like, losses can hurt him. Like, if he go Girl, back and lose the next... He got seven rings, bro. Yeah, you go back and lose you the can, next two. Yeah, you good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Matter of fact, he can win another ring and, like, yo, I'm out of here. Yeah. I retired. That's some super goat shit like that. Seven. That's crazy. Yeah, I just wanted to witness it. Like, I'm not a football guy. He I just got more rings than franchises. Yeah, right? yeah, within every NFL franchise, he said, yeah. right? How the fuck? And it was... Thrashing Belichick, fuck that. He like, yo, look, see, I guess Brady was more important. Shit like that. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Tampa. Shout out to Tampa Bay, man. They call it Tampa. Yeah, Brady. a lot of people. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom Bay. Yeah, Tom Bay, Tom, Tampa Bay. Uh, what did What did you think of the halftime show uh, weekend? I like if weekend. you saw it. Um, I was pretty a little more though, low key. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was expecting like some. I don't know, but apparently. They, he wasn't allowed to get on the field because of the COVID situation. That's why they built that whole little. But they did go on the field, though. I know, 
Uh-huh. Really, he should he couldn't, but that's why they built the whole thing. Yeah, because he couldn't loud, but I guess they changed it. Uh-huh. It was a great performance. Um, I know people pay attention to the performance and commercials. So I'm why people so big in commercials. Yeah, I've never like yeah after a certain like, shit, time. Shit be on like American Today, like look, it's great these commercials. Yeah, I get it. I stopped paying attention to the commercials after a while. Like they used to be like the specialty, and then like I never yeah. I, I stopped seeing them. Playing like, like thirty minutes for like thirty seconds, just saying. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And uh, so yeah, I, th- I thought it was I thought it was a good halftime performance. Yeah. I fucked with it. I thought we were gonna see a bit more after hours stuff on there. That's what I expected. I thought after hours tour. Yeah, yeah, because he was wearing the same. Yeah, uh, I think he'll come out with the little bandages and shit. Right. Yeah. You know I, I didn't get as much as that as I would have cared for, but still, yeah. yeah I, 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 you know, cool. And he gave us a new meme, so I'm cool with that. Oh, no, like that. Yeah, look at the gold <laughs> room. <laughs> I knew immediately. Uh, <laughs> they meme that every halftime show gives us a gives yeah. us a meme word. Well, this podcast is good. Is uh, gonna be live on Spotify and iTunes with the link in the comment section and description. We'll be live on the Locker Room app tomorrow. It's always 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So come through and chat with us about whatever is going on that week. We normally do it during games specifically because you know that'll that'll add to the conversation. So that'd be pretty cool. Uh, rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts and hit the like button, comment, and sub if you enjoyed. And the bell next to the name if you want notifications every time this drops. We'll see you next week. This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection Bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.